0: Oh, beautiful people and welcome to the podcast on today's episode alicia and i discuss the inner child alicia kelly founder of Aluv, a self-help platform encompassing tools to support people on their personal journey alicia is a life coach who specializes in a range of subconscious modalities including emotional freedom technique neuro-linguistic programming and inner child work In this episode, we discuss all things inner child, moving away from being a victim, releasing toxic people from your life, as well as strategies to tap into those parts within to move into being your happiest and most connected self. This is a really beautiful conversation that I hope you enjoyed just as much as I did. So let's just get right into it. Enjoy, beautiful people. Hello Alicia Kelly and welcome to beautiful People podcast last time we saw each other's faces was six seven years ago partying it up in Copenhagen.
1: <laughs> so it's I've done a full circle here.
0: <laughs> it's so great to see you and I want you to briefly just talk about what you do and about the company Aluve that you've started.
1: It's so nice to reconnect with you Elise Thank you for having me on your podcast um so basically when we met was doing a whole different thing we'll both studying at Copenhagen Business School and we're taking the marketing business route and only about a year ago now I decided to start a business called Aluv and basically what I do with Aluv is I'm a life coach and I use a range of different subconscious clearing modalities so I use like NLP, um, emotional freedom technique and a lot of inner child work and basically what I wanted to do with Aluv was do my sessions through it But pretty much my goal with Louvre is to create a one-stop shop, a self-help platform that encompasses a range of different things from coaching sessions to online programs to products to pretty much tips, tools, strategies, whatever people need to help them along their journey. So, yeah, that's where I'm at now. A little change of direction.
0: (laughs) How did this evolve for you and what is your spiritual journey for people listening to this podcast and for large cities? It's not the mainstream narrative to really mm. tap into things like inner child, which is what we're going to talk about today. But I want to talk about your personal history into evolving in mm. recognition of the importance of the inner child.
1: Good question. Um I feel like it's not a straight-up answer for this one. I feel like throughout my life I've had knocks along the way to kind of pull me back into this work. But basically I spent my entire life um, suppressing a lot of emotions from childhood. I didn't really learn how to speak about things or express emotions or when traumatic experiences would occur, I would just get on with it and mask it and um basically I was probably up to the age of 17 where I bottled everything up and I'd been put in different therapy along the way and mainly it was like CBT and talk therapy so I'd sit in an office and just talk and I noticed that I wasn't getting the results I need and I found at 17 I had I had severe depression and um, this was probably the most pivotal moment along it all I think you know, my mum was a big lead in it. She's a clinical hypnotherapist. So she was always giving good tools and tricks that I wasn't really taking them on board. And basically at seventeen I was depressed and I'd spent so many years putting on this facade of happiness. And I, you know, I'd show up at school and I'd go to work and I'd just be this happy, energetic person that everyone just thought like, wow, she's just so outgoing and happy. But underneath I was just this broken, hurting, wounded child. And At 17, I got a bit much and I um, attempted suicide, actually, and it was that moment that I decided things needed to change. I was very grateful that um, I got through that and that I was one of the lucky ones, but basically, it was that moment where I decided I, I can't keep going down this route. I can't keep bottling things up. I can't keep living life so broken and so wounded and trying to put on this facade and I pretty much had to throw myself into self-help and definitely things did not change overnight and still over the last few years it's been a learning journey and, you know, I've had dips again and I've had things happen again that have set me back but pretty much I learned then that, you know, you can't keep going on like that and so I really threw myself into all this work then and it was so foreign. Like I'd heard about it but the concept of even – you know, going into the pain and releasing it and going into the inner child and healing the trauma and that was just so overwhelming and it was so full on. And so over the last five, six years, um, no longer than that, I don't know, (laughs) over the last few years, I've dove into this work and I started learning about a lot of subconscious processes and things that worked and things that didn't. And I tried different remedies and different strategies and I worked with different practitioners. And basically in the last couple of years, I found the inner child and I learned how to work with the inner child. And that was definitely the most pivotal moment on my journey. That was what helped me the most. And since working with it with clients it's where I've seen the most change and the most transformation so it is an interesting one and I always get told I'm like the least hippie hippie like I'm very into this work but I still fit into the modern day society and I you know I I do this work every day I meditate every morning I work with my inner child every day I do clearing processes but I'm not you know off the grid woo woo as such um I'm just your everyday person that found these processes to be super beneficial and I love teaching about them and yeah that's basically what brought me here um and probably last year was a challenging year and it's where I really found connecting with the inner child and going into that pain and going into that trauma and clearing that to bring me here Mm.
0: Did you do the clearing work and the connecting back to the inner child on your own? So you would discover these healing modalities and then you would work with it.
1: So I worked with a fair few different practitioners. I tried it on my own for a little bit and it can be so confronting and so scary doing this work on your own, especially when you have, you know, trauma coming up that you may have never even addressed or you may have even never looked at and to be dealing with that on your own can be so overwhelming so I actually was really blessed and grateful to find some amazing practitioners along the way um, and that did the inner child work and taught me about it and I kind of threw myself into you know every podcast every book every workshop that I could find that would teach me more and more about this topic But um, last year I started doing it all on my own. So I learned the strategies and the tools and the techniques and I, you know, I practiced it every single day. So now I'm at a stage where I can just drop in and if something's presenting, I can just clear it quite quickly. But it was so beneficial to have some support there in the start because it can be really challenging depending what you're working with. But doing it all on your own can be really difficult. So that's why I'm so passionate about like helping my clients with it. Um, and guiding them through it because having a hand there to hold is just, I've found to be super supportive. Mm.
0: What is something that you tell your inner child now that needed to be heard when you were younger?
1: Definitely that I am safe. So I am safe is like an affirmation that I use every single day. Um, I've spent many, many years Feeling quite unsafe maybe because of like environmental circumstances or you know what was going on at the time with loved ones or whatever um, so I built this belief that I was so unsafe and situations would happen whether that would be in relationships or in experiences in my life and my inner child felt so unsafe so I would react in ways where you know I'd put a guard up or I'd protect myself or I'd push people away or um, I'd bottle everything up and shut down or So basically that's been like such a mantra for me and like I am protected and I am safe and giving that inner child safety and love and things that she didn't feel she had in that moment. So yeah, safety and love is a big one. Mm. In the releasing
0: of those very powerful emotions, did you notice release physically in your body? Because Mm. this Feeling of I am not safe, hearing it from you, I feel myself, you know, getting tighter. The feeling of mm. I'm not safe is everything feels very clenched up.
1: Mm. Yeah, definitely. I had a few things where physically I experienced it, and I had a few situations where I felt like I they happened in order for me to dive deeper and release more. Actually had a miscarriage last year and um, I was living overseas at the time and I was forced to come back to Australia during COVID due to it not being able to get ultrasounds and um you know, with the hospital system over there and everything. And basically in that moment I had to come back and I spent the two weeks in the hotel quarantine. Um, I went into hospital first in an isolation ward and then did the two weeks. And basically in that, although I was I was working with the inner child whilst I was over there, I was meditating a lot and working with it but basically when that happened it actually took me to a whole nother level and that was in a way my body releasing something and it kind of made me in those two weeks in isolation I did so much inner child work and I did so much release and so much came up around this feeling of unsafety and yes my body was physically releasing it and um, other things like you get sick at times or you can kind of tell when your body is physically releasing something. I'm sure you've experienced that as well um, or, you know, obviously a lot of crying and um, anxiety and things like that where it's coming out. So, yeah, it definitely shows up in physical ways, I believe. And, um, yeah, it's really interesting how the body processes things and releases things. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for
0: sharing about the miscarriage. That must've been a very challenging situation.
1: Yeah, it was definitely challenging. I think at the time it happened so quickly and I, because of the circumstances being away and having to come back and it was just like, whoa, I couldn't process what was going on. It was like, holy shit, I need to get on with this and you know, get home and you know, the circumstances, but It was really challenging. It was, I definitely believe it happened for a reason. I learned a lot throughout that time. And it really probably was another moment. Although, when I was 17, you know, with the depression and that, it pulled me into this work. I think the miscarriage last year really cemented this is what I'm meant to be doing because it forced me to heal a lot deeper and it made me realize how important the work that I'm so passionate about is. is for me and for other people so Mm. I believe that it happened to kind of bring me here Mm. so for
0: people that are listening what is the inner child and how can it affect our lives when we are not connected to her or him
1: Mm. okay so The inner child basically put is a part of our subconscious mind. So as we know, we have our subconscious and our conscious mind. So our subconscious is that part that holds onto all the trauma, all the suppressed emotions, the habits, the beliefs, the self-doubt, the pain, etc. So basically the inner child lives in that subconscious mind of us. And when we are disconnected from the inner child and, you know, we aren't connected, that's when we experience the depression, that's when we experience the anxiety, that's when we sabotage relationships, that's when we don't have love for ourselves, we don't feel good enough, we have money issues, career issues. It pretty much is such a fundamental part of ourselves and when we ignore it, when we suppress it, when we don't connect in with it, we notice that things don't flow in life, that's when we feel the pain, that's when we suffer, that's when we experience you know, depression, anxiety, etc. cetera. Um, so basically learning to connect in with that part and addressing that part, I feel like resolves a whole world of things. It really puts you back into alignment and it gets you back onto your path and it makes you live in a place of peace and happiness and joy. So yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to connect in with.
0: It's so beautiful. I feel that I've done a lot of inner child work myself and there was a session that I did with a woman who I was explaining to her. She's like, what's something about you? And I'm like, well, you know, I really try to find the truth in all things. And she said that, well, instead of trying to find the truth in all things, you need to get truthful and understand the truth that comes from your inner child before you can Mm. spread any sort of truth in a way. and that really drastically impacted the way that I felt about my inner child, because what I discovered was that even though I felt that I was connected to her, what was really happening was I was connected, but I wasn't acknowledging her true emotions, which Mm -hmm. was a really strong reflection of the reality that I was experiencing in this very moment now is I can go forward and I can feel like I'm so deeply connected, but the truth is that I'm not acknowledging the emotions
1: that she Mm -hmm. felt.
0: I would like to hear your take on that and what comes up for you.
1: Yeah. I love that. I feel like a big thing I always tell myself is that our external experiences mirror our internal world and I kind of use what's going on in life. For instance, with you, you know, not feeling like you could totally safely spread your truth is kind of mirroring that maybe there's a part of us without in a child. We're not feeling that. So basically I use Everything happening externally to tune in and ask my inner child where that's happening within. So, this can be as simple as like, you know, launching something in my business, or it can be something that presents in a relationship and there's a behavior I'm doing or there's a limiting belief that comes up. I know that it's the information in the inner child that is holding on to that. And when you can connect in and address that and ask her or him what he needs in that moment or what she needs, then I feel like everything else externally can flow. So, basically, It's something that I use every day. I ask my inner child every day, like, what do you need today? Are you safe? Do you feel loved? Is there anything I can do so that you can carry on X, Y, and Z? When tapping
0: into the inner child and when you did the work yourself, is this for people listening? Is Mm. this a conversation that someone needs to have with their younger selves Mm. or do you go back to moments? in when you were a younger child that you still have Mm -hmm. a memory of? Do you have Mm -hmm. to tap back back into that moment and have control of the situation? How is the best approach? And for people listening that haven't done the inner child work, what are some ways that they can tap into that inner child? Mm -hmm. Because I don't want this I mean, probably a lot of my listeners are like, okay, I do the inner child stuff, but for people that don't get it, I don't want them to think this is woo woo, because this is really something that is vital for the progression Mm -hmm. of us as a human species. Otherwise we're just dragging on all of this damage and wounds along to the people that we love without even realizing it.
1: Yeah. I love the way you put that um okay so basically I feel like it's unique for the person how they want to tap into it it also depends on your learning style if you are someone that is kinesthetic you will get more into the feelings of it if you are someone that is a visual learner you might visualize that in a child if you're auditory it might be a dialogue and a conversation you're having but basically I find Personally, for me, what I did was in meditation. I actually looked, I remember earlier looking at even younger photos of myself. I'm very visual and I'm also quite kinesthetic as well. So, visual and feeling for me is a big thing. So, basically, I'd even look at younger photos and I would go into the feeling in my body. If there was a feeling of uncomfort or, you know, there was a part of me that wasn't feeling good enough, I would dive into that feeling and I would almost imagine pulling out that younger version and with the subconscious mind it's whatever comes in first you know don't knock it don't overthink it don't get into your logical because you're jumping into your conscious stay with what comes up first so basically I might even I'd go back to random things some days I would just bring her out and I'd need to you know tap on the feelings I use a lot of EFT as well and tapping so I'd tap on the feelings of what was going on within her or some days I would jump into a memory some type of random memory from three years old might have jumped in and I would help clear that and talk to her and see what she needed but I feel like no one can tell you what you need to do. It's more what comes up in that moment and you trust that intuitively that, you know, some days she might literally, some days she might just want to have a little dance or some days she might want to go paint or some days she's ready to take on something and clear something and cry and grieve or scream, kick a pillow, whatever it is. I kind of just go very intuitively with it and trust that she doesn't want to do hectic work every single day and sometimes me as the adult I'm like okay let's work 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 let's clear trauma let's clear trauma but it's like sometimes it's just okay to just you know take her over to the beach go for a swim go you know go for a little dance sing along like it's okay to trust and flow and I don't think there's like a set rule for people on how to do this work is what comes up but mainly just being able to shut down and tune in and pull out that part and you know if this inner child concept for some people seems really woo woo which you know what at the start I was like what the hell is this like this sounds so bizarre like this just seems too much but as I've Gotten to know it. It's just that inner part of you that's hurting. It's just the part holding on to the suffering. It's just the part holding on to the pain. It doesn't have to be woo woo. It's, you know, it's something that, like you said, we all need to address in order to progress in this life and in order to become more connected and more fulfilled. It's so essential we tap into this part. So basically, for everyone, it's different. And I, um, think kind of being able to shut down and pull it out or visualize it or just get the sense or the feeling if you're kinesthetic or just listen to what she needs is pretty much the key key moment there.
0: Through this whole journey that you've had, have you had to eliminate things in your life in order to connect deeply to your inner Mm -hmm. child slash yourself, whether this is maybe like alcohol, maybe it's like drugs, marijuana, or maybe it's people, whatever mm-hmm. no longer served you?
1: Yeah, this is such a good question. Um, I definitely used to, when you would have met me, we would have been partying for sure. And I definitely used to drink a lot and um, I used that as a big suppression mechanism. I use that as a way to push down what was going on within myself. So I have gone through periods of time. I went and um, lived over in India for a while and I went fully off alcohol for six months. And then, you know, I've had periods of time where I've gone off everything for, you know, six months at a time and really tuned in. But now it's like, I am so happy to go out and have a wine with the girls or live my life because I'm not doing it as a way to suppress or fill a void. It's just I'm doing that because it's a little nice addition and I'm having fun with it. But definitely there was periods where I knew that I needed to grow cold turkey on this because I was using it as a suppression and I was using it unhelpfully. Um so yes, there was periods where I've had to do that and also people, massive, massive, massive one because as I became more aware of this work, I started to notice people that were bringing up, they were triggering me, which, you know, isn't a bad thing. Use those triggers to your advantage and use that to heal and progress further. But there was moments where I had to cut people out, especially if they were sabotaging my healing or maybe they were bringing out more unsafety within myself or situations. I had myself in this even um, counts, even in jobs I was working in and, you know, even in friendships and relationships. And Mm -hmm. there was definitely a lot of things that I needed to eliminate as time went on. And I always believe like a big thing I tell myself is people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. So sometimes it was taking a moment to look at the people in my life and think, okay, was this a reason and a season? Have I learned what I've needed to? And maybe are you still serving me? Are you making me feel happy? If not, it's time to eliminate, send them love, forgive whatever you need to do and move into attracting in more people that will help me along my journey. Mm,
0: Beautiful. Going back, I love that because I feel like Mm. it seems hard when it first starts to happen, when you feel like, oh my God, I have to, release a lot of people in my life, but I think Mm. that you're doing them a disservice as well if you're not fully present in that experience and that relationship and that friendship. Mm. So I think in both ways, it's really serving both people.
1: Definitely. Definitely. And like holding on to something that, you know, isn't meant for you and, you know, in your gut, you know, it's not the right relationship for your life at this point in time. It's, you're exactly right. It's not helping you. It's not helping them. It's there's power in setting things free, and I think having the courage and the ability to do that. And you know, don't do it from a place where there's animosity. Do it with love. Set them free. Forgive them. Let it go. And trust that everyone that is meant for you and everything that is meant for you in this life will find its way back to you, if yeah, it's meant to be.
0: Exactly. Going back to the inner child and how when people connect in, they may feel feelings that they've never felt before, ones that they never wanted to feel before. Mm
1: -hmm. How
0: can you help people listening right now that when those feelings come up and when those experiences, Mm -hmm. when those visuals come up, how can you not feel like a victim and instead Mm -hmm. feel empowered? Because I feel like... People don't want to go there because they're still stuck in feeling like they're a victim of what happened, Mm -hmm. but from an empowered place, that's where they can really flourish and grow and maybe even find a purpose to that suffering. Mm -hmm. And I recently watched a video and it was just about how our most shadowy darkness is really our strength. And hearing Mm. from you about the depression, you really took this shadow part of yourself and you're still learning and growing and evolving, but it's now your strength.
1: Mm. I love this question so much. And that has been a big lesson for me, actually. I spent a lot of time in that victim space. And moving into this empowered, more victor space has been so, so freeing and amazing so I do really love that question and it's really easy to stay in that victim mentality it's really easy to be like well this happened to me or this person did this to me or I experienced this really traumatic experience so poor me poor me poor me but when we stay in that we are choosing to stay there and we're not going to move through it we like we almost get something out of sitting in that space and so It can be really overwhelming because you are opening up a can of worms, I guess. Like, Mm. you know, when you get into this work, you can have emotions come up, like you said, where you're like, oh, gosh, like, where was this hiding? This is a lot to deal with. So there's a lot of different strategies I use for this. And it's doing it on your own, moving from that victim mentality to this empowered thing isn't, I guess, one word of advice I can give that will move you there tomorrow. But Basically, first part of the question with the emotions that are coming up, there's different strategies I use for this. So whether it is stuff like the EFT and the tapping to clear it and release it from the body, I use a lot of breath work. You know, the emotions can be really overwhelming, especially when you are having years of pain or grief or you know, anger coming up, it can be really overwhelming. And a lot of people's initial reaction is, this is too much. Let's do something to suppress this and shut this back down. Um, so breath work, EFT, journaling, um, I use a lot of like NLP process, even like pulling out of the body and chucking it. Like mm-hmm. I use a lot of different random things there. Um and then in moving from the victim space, I feel like What is a quote I saw the other day? What you aren't changing, you are choosing, if you are choosing to stay in this space and you're, you know, choosing to stay in the depression and you're choosing to be like poor me, this has affected me, you know, this is an issue for me. That's why I'm gonna stay like this, then your life will stay like that. It takes a moment where you need to wake up to yourself and you go, Do you know what? Yes, this fucking sucks. All this happened to me, it was really painful. But it's time for me to, you know, step into my power, deal with these emotions and choose another path because what I'm doing isn't working. Let's try something new. So basically, it kind of came to that point for me. I'd spent a long time in the poor me. I'd gone through this and I'd gone through this. And, you know, this is why I've got the depression and blah, 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 blah. And I just think sometimes you get to a stage where you have a bit of a wake up moment and you think you know what? I've tried it this way. It's not working. Let's try being empowered and clearing through these emotions and stepping more into my power and see if that works and Mm. guarantee you it will. This is a
0: really important message for people to hear who are not facing their shadows, I would Mm. say, because the shadow is the magic.
1: It is the magic and it takes a lot of courage to look at it. I think we can all go through life on autopilot, not addressing what's going on but I think when we have that awareness and we tune into are we living the life we want to be living are we the people that we want to be and if we aren't we need to find that courage within and you know look at that shadow self and look at those issues to move past them and um, hopefully what I do with Aloub will help people through that and you know that's pretty much why I do what I do to help everyone on their journey and thank you so much how can people find you um basically just on my instagram alube a-l-u-b-e and soon in the next six months sometime this year I'll be launching some online programs and that so when that's all happening I'll post it on aloof thank you so much for having me Elise it's been so beautiful to reconnect with you Thank you so much for listening.
0: If you enjoyed this conversation, it would mean so much to me if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you have done so already, I appreciate you and send you big, big love. Definitely follow Alicia on Instagram at A-L-U-V-E, Aluv. Additionally, Alicia sees clients utilizing her powerful methods as well as having programs and products coming very soon through Aluv. So definitely... Stay updated with what's going on because she's a bright light that will absolutely be serving the community far greater than just being in Australia. Much love and catch you soon, everyone. Have a beautiful day, beautiful night, beautiful evening, beautiful everything. Bye-bye.